Good evening, everyone. Yeah, I see Bisoye here and I see Terry. You're very welcome to um, this first session. This is our first session um, in More Techies where we're going to be talking about how to get your foot in tech. So this is not like a teaching or anything. I believe that as more people join, it's going to be a conversation right and if i happen to be the only one here i'll just have the conversation and people can listen to the replay yeah <laughs> all right my name is joy Inigalu, and um i'm one of the team building the more techies platform which happens to be a community where we simply help people to move into tech and also excel in tech all right great uh so we'll just give say a minute more to see um to get people to come into the room and then we'll get started. Okay, so we'll simply just get started so that we don't waste um, any of our time. Um, so one of the reasons that we decided to kick off with this topic is simply because of the fact that, um, you know, personally, I've had a lot of people ask me questions ab ab around tech or, Joy, you talk a lot about tech, getting into tech, but how exactly am I supposed to get into tech? Do I have to code? Um learning maybe learning this program or this course feels like um feels like it's going to be really difficult at all of all those things right and it's really interesting that a lot of people have this kind of mindset to work towards um technology right so um pretty much one of the things that I, I like to let people know is that tech has been embedded in almost everything that we do think about it now we have the existence of travel tech, we have the existence of fashion tech, health tech, ed tech, um, agri tech. Um, think about it, whatever it is that you want to think about, okay? Technology simply exists in those spaces. And this pretty much informs the decision that <clears throat> you do not have to, um, if you don't want to, if you don't want to fully transition, you know, more like leave your the industry where you currently play, I'm moving to technology fully that's fine and i'm i'm pretty much a um a preacher of you don't have to leave all you have to do is to merge both of them together okay that's my that's my belief for example most people who know me excuse me <clears throat> most people who know me know me as someone who plays in the marketing space you know comms and all of all those things and thankfully we have the existence of martech all right so it simply means that i do not have to leave the marketing space completely i can actually merge both of them okay 
if you say you're doing say fast tech right we already have um costumes that are being um i mean say you even on your own website for example you can even design a website where people can actually try on the piece that you're selling before they physically buy it okay they can put it on to see if it fits them before they can physically buy it okay so we have the emergence of all of all these things um coming in all right so let's say for example i mean you've heard about the, the data analytics you've heard about oh becoming a data scientist you hear people say oh i'm um i'm a growth um i'm a growth marketer oh i'm a this i'm a that how exactly do you come in how exactly do you come into the tech space if you do not understand what is going on first so my first the first thing i'm going to tell you is you don't have to be scared okay it's nothing that you cannot figure out trust me it's something that you can you can definitely figure it out you only need to be able to calm down and figure out where you play all right two like i always say there are actually quite a whole damn lot of opportunities okay for example, say you are very good at um, you're very good with the crypto markets, you understand the crypto market, you understand how it works and all of all those things, right? You can decide to be a customer service um, specialist in that space. I remember I talked about one time on WhatsApp saying oh, that I actually know a customer service Okay, sorry about that. I, I think I was um, kicked off a bit. So it just keeps logging me out. I'm not I'm not quite sure what is going on here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I'll just go ahead. So the, the I, I was talking about um a customer service specialist that I know who happens to be earning about five thousand um dollars okay as a customer service specialist in the in the in the um in the crypto space all right and this can be you as well just simply find out what it is that you like and find a job in it all right um if you're in the communication space a lot of tech companies and we know that a lot of startups are actually tech enabled they keep looking for communication specialists pr specialists because they need people who will uh, you know be doing the external and internal communications for them they need people who are going to keep putting them in the eyes of um you know their target market and all of all those things so the big question here now is where do you play and if you want to be say a a creator say you like to create stuff yeah then you can begin to think of okay maybe coding all right i know terry here codes hello terry i know terry codes okay so you can begin to think of coding all right if you love to you know create things you like to put one and two together and see the amazing thing that you've created sure you can go into coding and um so currently there are quite a whole lot of roles that are flying up and down in the tech space so you hear someone telling you oh i'm a data analyst or oh, i'm a 
I am a um, data scientist, or I'm a product manager, or I'm a I'm a product designer, and you begin to ask yourself, how do I even come into all of this? Like, how do I even know that this is the best thing for me at this time? All right. Now, um, another thing that I always I also like to say is that it's good for you to actually, um, I mean, in as much as you're say in your industry and tech is being um, is also um, is also in your industry as well. It's also good for you to look at other other things. So, for example, I could be in Martech and I I can still look at data analytics because I mean, in marketing you still you still need data, right? You still need to be able to read data, analyze data, and all of all those things. So it would be good for you to look at that. Or as a marketer, I can decide to say, okay, I want to look at product marketing, right? I want to see how I, I want to learn how I can market products. And I mean, product marketing doesn't just because you're going to be working with quite a lot of people, you know, the product manager, you're going to be working with the with the designers, the engineers and all of all those, all of all those people, the tech, the techies, pretty much those that do the coding and everything. Right. So you need to actually look at yourself and understand, say, OK, I need to I, I need to know my strength and which of these things actually align with what I like. All right. Now, when starting, of course, another thing that you may want to do for some people here who may have acquired, who may have taken a course or two and they've not um, implemented, that's actually not even a good way. To, I mean, the most beautiful thing that can happen to you is for you to learn and immediately begin to look for how you can implement what you've learned. It is very important. And that's one great way to get your foot in the door. Like that's that's one way to get your foot in tech. Look for um, look for ways that you can intern. I know some people also come together to work on a project. Um, they collaborate on a project, right? You can actually do the same thing for yourself. You don't have to work on a project all by yourself, all right? And this is so powerful. Like this is so so powerful because of the opportunities that exist out there. So you can even imagine like a whole nation, like design an entire visa for people who are in the tech space. All right. And they and they actually encourage people to um, they encourage people to actually show projects that, that they've done that is project led. All right. So this is as in this goes to show you how powerful it is. All right. Um, let me just give a shout out to those who have come into the room. Um, Ma'am Ifoma, thank you so much for joining. Okochuku, Kende, Terry, um, Oe, Oluwafemi, good. Um, Jules, and then Moyo. Jules is also a tech person. I don't know if she wants to speak. Let me just invite her to the stage because she's also another interesting person who can give her insights. I know I'm putting you on the spot, Chidima. <laughs> so, but please come up and let us know. You can give us your story you know, get right into tech. And I think another person I'm going to invite is um, Kende. Kende is going to be speaking next week, but it will also be good to actually, um, you know, get him as well to speak on how he was able to get into the cybersecurity space. All right. So I will leave the floor now to Chidima. Thank you, Chidima, for accepting my spot gist. <laughs> um hi good evening everyone um joy um this is really definitely on on the spot and honestly i don't know what to say um 
maybe a, a question to guide the oral okay. Yeah, so pretty oh. much how did you get into the tech space? How did you get started? And actually, um, you know, how were you able to get opportunities that have gotten you to where you are now? Uh, okay, um, in a nutshell, um, community is everything getting uh in a community tech uh space where you get to see people that have been there it's one is one thing that helped me so i i was in lagos as at the time and i started going to cc hub i didn't even know exactly what i wanted but i already have had a, a couple of things about about tech, but going to CC Hub helped me to know the kind of, the aspects I wanted. I was able to, um, hello, can you still hear me? I think my internet is bad. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. So that helped me to be able to make a decision on where to start. And I think it might be worth mentioning that um, where you start is not necessarily where you're going to end. So don't even overthink it. Don't try to make sure you get it right from the beginning. beginning. But at least knowing exactly where, where where I want to start. Where I started is actually not where I am today. Um, for some reasons, I thought I was going to like UI UX. I mean, there was this notion that, hey, you're a lady, you should like design. And then I just went with the flow. But I'm glad I started it. But uh, on the course of doing it, I was able to... I came across other aspects that now helped me um shape exactly what i wanted and discover discover that okay this is exactly what i wanted to do and and the rest has been history since then so community and in getting the right information and having people to ask questions was actually the first point um first thing that helped me Okay, that's great, Chidima. Thank you so much for that. So, um, what what do you currently do now in tech? Can you let us know? Okay, I'm a software engineer. I'm a senior software engineer at um, Dashban. Uh, I currently do only backend and infrastructure, which some people call DevOps. Um, and I started as, as um, designer. I, I started design from design to front end. And when I was consuming other people's API, that's when I realized that, okay, this front end is not my thing. In as much as everybody thinks that is some, it's a, a, a lot of people around me thought that that's what I was going to excel. But I know that my personality, um, software engineering, learning it sometimes can be very frustrating. So it is very important that you start with it, that you be, you start doing what you enjoy doing, not something that frustrates. So if you don't like the the the, the skill you are learning and this and it's still frustrating you, I don't see how you're going to go far. But if you at least like it and it comes with its frustration, so that's why um you hear some people say passion, passion, passion. It's not that you must have that passion, like but the thing is that the passion is going to help you when it gets frustrating and uh, you are able to keep going. So right now I'm a back-end engineer, um, full stack, but I focus back-end and infrastructure. That's great. Thank you so much, Chidima, for that. So um, can you give us like an insight into what it looks like to be like a back-end 
um, <laughs> engineer, can you give us a, a little insight for those who have no clue what it is about? Okay, it's much. Um, sorry. Um, for example, uh, oh, so you see some memes where uh, some some um, jokes that people put up online. You see a wedding. And you see the decorated wedding hall. And some people say that that is front end. And then you see um, the the kitchen where they are cooking the food for the wedding. And then the, the target's back end. And then the servers, that's the people that are going to be serving the food at the wedding. They call them the APIs, right? Yes. So now, this is, I think, the day I saw this, I think it made a lot of sense. So back end is... You see how beautiful the front end is. The tables have been set and everything, and uh, the back end is very messy. Um, I'm gonna just use that word. If there's any back end engineer here, please forgive me. But um, this is it's it's just where the food is prepared. So in this case, that that's where the data is brought together. That's where the data is manipulated and everything. So in the um, in uh, so giving from there, let's bring it to web. Um, example so example on the web will now be that you go to a website for instance and um, you are you are you want to sign up to that particular application say facebook and you put in you see a form you put in your name and everything the, the that form display the movements on the page the color the way everything is being aligned is front end and then Maybe uh, you uh, some uh, when you now click on enter after entering your name, something happens. Sometimes you see ro uh, loading, and then next thing it tells you that congratulations, an email has been sent to you, and then you go to your page. What happened the moment that it was loading? That's what happens at the back end. So at this point, that the back end collects the data that you have and um, takes the data that you have imputed and do anything they want with it. Maybe send you an email or save the data somewhere, maybe kind of protect your password. Like it does a bunch of things with it and save it in the database and then give the uh, return a response to the front end. And then the front end now displays. So the front end is responsible for the, the beauty, the um, how dynamic the interaction, that's, that's where you hear UI UX, user experience and the user interface. And then they are also responsible for to, for dynamically rendering data. That's why you log in into Facebook. You you see that what I have on my timeline is different from what what Joy will have on her timeline. That's because we have different friends, and Facebook does not build a web application for each and every one of its users. It's the same platform, but because the front end will have to check uh, so who is logged in. And then give it to the back end to give them what they want. So most time front end back end does um a certain thing, and the front end will always tell it uh, give it what to do. Okay, hey, this is Joy that is logged in. Can you give me Joy's friends? Can you give me Joy's followers? And then the back end will just go with the same the same flow, go to the uh, database and bring it on. And I think that's the simplest example I can give right now. Thank you so much, Chidima. <laughs> I'm, 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 don't worry, I'm still going to come to your DM to ask you for a special session on this so that 
those who want to come in can actually listen to you and just know how to do it. But because of time, um, we're just going to stop there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for accepting my on the sports <laughs> offer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So the next thing I'm going to speak to, um, by the way, if you have any questions, please simply click on the raise hand um, button and then, you know, we'll just bring you on stage to ask your questions. I'm going to call on um, Ken Dick because he's in the cybersecurity space. He just got he got into the cybersecurity space and is currently a consultant at Secure. So I'm just going to, um, you know, Kenny, the question I'm going to ask you right now is how did you get into cybersecurity and what is cybersecurity all about? Okay, thank you, everyone. So, um... My name is Kende, like she said, and yeah, cyber security is the, the major major role, the major thing about cyber security is to secure from cyber warfare, to secure data from being exploited, you know, to, to get against vulnerabilities in in your servers, your softwares, your website. Even you, the funny thing about cyber security is you don't have to be online to be attacked. That is a very, 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 very funny and interesting thing about you. you don't have to be online to be attacked. All someone needs to do is to get the virus that we download on our systems from the internet that take days. Well, we don't call them virus, we call them Trojans. Now, Trojans is a type of cyber attack that it doesn't manifest immediately. It comes in as a normal file, like a Microsoft Word now, when you should buy a Microsoft Word from a Windows from Microsoft, from Microsoft Office, sorry, from Microsoft. Then you go online saying that I want to download it from for free. Then you download it. A Trojan takes space of okay. a week and two weeks to manifest. Now the coming attached as a very harmless file. Kenny? And you might think. It's a virus, but no, it's what you have done from the beginning. So, cyber attacks doesn't just happen to you when you're online. It happens when you're offline. You know, someone comes in with a... With... Kenny, can you hear me? Your internet is bad. It keeps going on and off. I think I'll just send him a message. Of course, why it, it has introduced okay. So, I think I will just move Kenny to the audience until his internet is sorted. Um, Terry, are you ready for us? Um, yes, yeah, yeah, thank you, Terry. Uh, please let us know what you do. What do you do? Um, hi, hi, everyone. Um, I'm a software engineer and a technical writer, so more like more likely now. So I do more of technical writing. That's what actually pay my bills. So yeah, that's all. That's nice, who I am. nice. Okay, so because um, Chidima has talked about Chidima has talked about software engineering, so let's talk about technical writing because interestingly, 
um, that is one thing that I've also seen um, since I moved to the UK. That's one of the things that I've seen that has actually been almost all over the place, you know. Um, I've had people even come to my DM to say, oh, do you offer technical writing? So please tell us what technical writing is all about and how we can get started. Um, so um, technical writing is just like um, writing based on your skill. Like maybe you're you good in um, maybe you're a front-end engineer or back-end engineer. So what you basically do is you get like, maybe you can pitch an idea to a company that you want to write on a certain topic based on your on your skill. Like tell them, oh, I will I would love to write on this topic, and outline points and everything that you think that will take this like is it like it's something that you want to give people so that they can read about it and get an understanding about it so for example now if there is a new framework outside maybe they just created a new framework and people don't have too much idea on it there are guys that are Terry, can you hear can you hear us? Because we can't hear you again. So I hear it's it's rained in Nigeria, so the network is sort of messed up. Terry, can you hear us? Oh, can you hear me? Oh, okay. So while we're waiting for Terry to come back on. All right. Um, from my findings as, as regards um, technical writing, I know that from what I've gathered. Um, okay, Terry, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so please go ahead, continue. So what I was trying to I, um, point out was that, um, so for example, now, if there's a new maybe language or framework that is out there on the internet, and there are people that have not like tried about the, uh, tried the language, Technical writers are people that will come on, maybe um, write about that specific specific stuff. We call it documentation, so that people can actually like get an idea of that specific language. So Terry has been yanked off the session. <laughs> Network. Um, Kenny, are you ready for us? Let me invite Kenny to speak and let's see. Kenny, are you ready? <laughs> I think Kenny has, okay, he's back. He was out for a moment. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Okay, I can actually take some questions from technical writing because i write too okay, i mean I'm most software right. engineers do oh okay welcome back kenny yeah so sorry about that the network has been really messed up all evening since the rain stopped it's okay so i hope you guys can hear me now yes we can okay so um so like i was saying did did you get to hear when i talked about the usb stick no no we didn't no, so where did you, where did you, what, what was the last thing you, you probably heard me say? So you, just, you, so something about, you said something about, oh, you don't have to be online for you to be attacked. Oh, Jesus. I spoke only like about 20 minutes after then. 
God. Okay. So, um, like I was saying, you don't have to be online to be attacked, to experience a cyber attack. That is just the beauty of cyber security. Because little things like you taking USB sticks from um, from somebody, inserting into your system, without your system having proper antivirus to scan that USB stick, you don't know where that USB stick has been. You don't know the systems has been. You, and there are some funny people that you just go into a garage or somewhere you find a USB stick on the floor and you pick it and you're happy. You pick it and you start the system. Now, that USB stick will probably contain a Trojan that wouldn't manifest. That will probably, when you, or when you put, insert the USB stick in your system, you would see free files there, you know, free game. I can you guys hear me, please. Yes, we can. Oh, because I'm seeing poor connection. Try to find a stronger signal. I'm literally holding my hands up like this. Probably I'll stand behind the mast this evening because it is really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so uh so um like i was saying you would so such people will just get a usb stick and that is part of a social engineering attack we'll get into that probably during my session or in further sessions that we'll have it's in take social engineering attack now you imputing that usb disk usb stick you find on the, on the floor in the garage or somewhere or your friend just comes, you know, put an unknown USB stick into your system without the permission, that will probably introduce a Trojan into your system. Now, note you have not been online. This is totally offline. Now, that would introduce, probably send you a free software that you should have bought online. You should have bought, like, those assume a Microsoft Office now, for example, because that is one common free software that guys like, you know, getting. They don't want to buy from Microsoft. They think they are doing Microsoft. They don't think they are doing themselves. So you would, if your stem does not have a strong antivirus, if you are the type that says this mother of antivirus, I pity you. If, and you using Windows 7, I pity you because you need to update with the times. Windows 7 has a very weak security system. It will let any Trojan pass, any malware, it will let it pass. I know most people here are Mac users and Windows 10, Windows 11 users, so it's only for you guys. So, like I was saying, you insert the stick into your system or the person, it releases a Trojan. Now, Trojan doesn't come up immediately, like virus that replicates itself. Once it has, once, and once you open the app, Hey, Kenny, we can't hear you again. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Okay, thank you, thank you. So like I said, a virus would, once you, virus requires human action to replicate itself. If Trojan doesn't, if Trojan stays there and lays in words, just like the Trojan host that we, uh, um, the story of Trojan host that we know, and the horse coming into the um, into the city, then they laid in wait for night to come before they come, before they came down and start attacking the other people. That's how Trojan. That's how Trojan works. Now, note everything has been offline. You didn't have to connect to the internet for a Trojan to come and attack you. Now, what can you do to prevent that? One, you scan every USB disk that comes into your system, and you should get a strong antivirus for that. And two. Learn to buy things. 
of online. Don't go for cheap things. Because little, little mistakes like that are what causes cyber attacks in your systems. So cyber security, like I said earlier, is the prevention of such attack. Now, cyber security doesn't have to just be with the professionals alone. It starts from everyone. The last, last month was Cyber Security Awareness Month, and the team was do your part. If you do your part, you make it easy for cyber security professionals. Do your part in the sense, like I said, scan USB disk. Try not to buy, try not to download things free online because you see they are free. You see this software, you know, um, um, you, you would go online, you see this software can clean your computer in, in, three, in, in, th in three seconds faster than the normal ones you have in your system. They go, ah, well, nice, click on it. You've, you've sent a Trojan into your system. You've probably downloaded a worm into your system. Am I communicating? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kenny. Thank you so much, Kenny. Um, I think we um, have Terry I back. We have Terry back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Um, so I don't know whether I said anything that much. So, um, so like like I was earlier pointing out, everybody's like a writer. So, for example, now, most of us are, like, create threads on our Twitter and do, we write. Okay, Terry, I think we lost you again. I think we lost Terry again. Chilima, do you want to take this on? Uh, I mean, I don't mind answering questions. Yeah, so what's, what is it about technical writing? What does it really entail and how can one get into it? Um, okay, um, first I will start with um, what is technical writing. So technical writing is just um, another type of writing where the um, author takes a particular subject that requires direction, instruction, explanation. I mean, it's the purpose of this writing is um, is just to mostly to communicate or to enlighten. So in technical writing, you write mostly things in the tech and in the tech um, ecosystem. I I started writing because I wanted to learn more so first uh, I started writing as a hobby uh, not as a hobby because I don't really like writing it, as, as someone with a science engineering background it's it didn't come to me naturally to write I just wanted to solve mathematics and uh, so writing at some point where why I was um, with uh, a Nigerian company a, a US company in Nigeria back then that made us write so I learned the importance of writing and I started trying to write. Then eventually um, some companies started reaching out to me. Like I wrote for Smashing Magazine and all of that. And as you write, it gets better. So how to start writing first before, before they start coming to you is maybe choose a topic like uh, Terry mentioned earlier. 
um, there is a new programming language in town, let's say Dino. And if there's uh, some people here that actually have a little bit background in software engineering, I'm going to be a more uh, I'm going to be a bit more technical for this example. So Node Node.js is is a, is a software is a backend technology, and then the the, uh, the same. The same creator of Node.js uh, last year released another one called Dino, and then Dino solved a couple of problems that Node.js has. And writing that will be a great topic to choose because when you want to talk about Dino, I mean, a lot of people are searching for Dino right now. So that once people uh, search for Dino, there's a chance they're going to meet see your article. And also proposing this to some uh, companies that like Smashing Magazine, they are going to, it's going to be a welcome topic because it's something that people want to hear about. Sometimes it's not even just something new. Maybe it's not a complete different, um, a complete new thing. It could be um, some libraries in something that is existing already, or even something that is, it has been existing and not new, but then you think that when you wanted to learn it, you didn't get any article there that actually explained it to you. So you can improve on someone else's writing, but make sure to reference them so that those steps that they missed out, because when someone that knows something very well is writing about it, there's a tendency to omit some things in their head because they know that step. They assume that everybody that is reading it know that step. So there's tendency of omitting it. So when you are reading such article and you are able to, and you know that something is missing in between, you're able to find it from somewhere else, that makes a good article for you to write. You can write about that same topic and then make sure you have that particular missing piece of the ones that you have learned. Sometimes it can be a combination of three different things. So it can be new things. I once released an article on art of technical writing. Maybe I will share with you later, Joy. And uh, it's outlined... Um, a list um why we should write when when we should write and and um how we should write so um based on personal experience i stand to be corrected in any of them too and that's 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 also another very good reason to write when you write you uh, people can also reach out to you so it gives you some sort of affirmation that this thing that you learned that you learned it the right way and you're putting it out there and people agree so people can also disagree and you relearn so first start writing as a hobby probably create a personal blog secondly start putting it out there make sure you you uh, publish in dev.co uh, twitter um linkedin those are places that uh, people are going to see it and uh, some companies that even need technical writers will see it and come to you and uh, tweet about it, share with your friends or make sure you also choose topic. It, it doesn't have to be topic that you know very well because as you're writing it, you will see yourself researching and knowing more about it, but be very, very careful about plagiarism so you don't get your ass sued. So... Oh wow, that's beautiful. So you're saying that this technical writing writing can range from blog blog articles to because from what I read, I also read like user manuals. I read yeah. um, SOPs. Um, like I, I found I found like examples of you know things that one could write. 
Yeah, right. like there are a lot of them, ARDs. Um, currently in my company, I do all the ARDs and it comes for an extra token. ARD, Architectural Design uh, Decision. Architectural, Architectural ARD. Really, I've forgotten the meaning, but it has to, we call it ARD all the time, that I've forgotten the full meaning, but it has to do, I think it's Architectural Design Decision. It's for every feature that we add, we want to write about it to actually we document it to make sure that we are able to tell anyone joining the team the reasons why these decisions are made and how it can be tested or or what can be improved so it can go it can be it can be documentation i have a friend um that was working with ruby ruby is uh, is also a programming language They're working with the creators of ruby and what he was uh, she she's a she's a she's a technical writer and that's how they reached out to her to come and be reviewing documentations. So there are also documentation reviewers. And you have to be a good writer for you to be able to review a documentation. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of things. I believe Terry is back and he might actually, since it's his full-time job, he might do more justice to it. Yeah, Terry, do you want to, do you have, do you have something to add? Um, so yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. So um, so thank you very much, um, Jules. Um, so for for every for every before you come in as a technical writer, let let's say for Netlify or any other company, there are like style guides that you must follow. So the style guides are just like basic instruction now to like structure your content. So for example, now how do you start your technical writing first you have to maybe give the introduction like what do people expect that they will actually gain from this topic that you are they are trying that oh terry i think we've lost you again maybe you have to stand by a mask just the way ken ken did it <laughs> all right um so, um, if Mama was raising her hands, I don't know if she wants to speak. Um, I've invited you to the stage to speak. So I don't know if you're Terry. Can you hear us now? Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. I don't know if you can hear me. Yes, I can hear you, Auntie. For I can hear you now. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Joy, thank you very much for inviting me for this. Uh, to this room. This is quite a pretty much uh, interesting topic and uh, it's something I've had an interest in for a while and I thank you also to all the speakers that have spoken so far. All of you are so knowledgeable and everything. Also, but what I have actually is like uh, a question. How can one actually get into tech? That is number one. Um, I've had like uh, more than one of you mention that uh, there is tech in practically everything, like every aspect or whatever kind of uh, job you do or field where you have an interest in, uh, tech is involved. So uh, I'm pretty much guessing that... Uh, 
for all fields, maybe, yes, there might be a techie part of it. So how does one actually get into the tech industry? And the last, the lady, the lady who just spoke, I want to speak about the writing. That really caught my attention. Um, I'm really interested in something like that. Then that technical writing, is it a special kind of writing or is just, you know, the normal writing, maybe writing articles and all of that? What exactly is it? So that's my question. Okay. Yeah, Terry, we can hear you now. Terry, did you hear her question about technical yeah, writing? Um, yeah, so I would like to answer the first question. Like, how can she get into tech? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, so, like, Jules rightly mentioned during the beginning of the former conversation, from when she started talking, she said there are communities, like, there are practically communities everywhere. So before the pandemic actually started last year, I was like a regular customer of CCOB. So I actually went there to actually like, that was my workstation actually. Um, so for for you to get into tech, there are so many like, like on Twitter, just follow, look look out for people that, for instance, your interest. So if you are like, like someone like a software engineer, there are people like Unicode developer, Prosper, there are Axel Tan, so many of, but if you are into design, there are like Pixel Dan. So just like, Actually, like, um, look out for the interest and the people that you think would actually, like, pivot you to that. Sorry, we can't hear you again. I think his internet keeps going on and off. Um, okay, so Juice, do you want to take the question she had? She had, um, yeah, I, I don't mind. Um, how to get into uh, if I please, can you mute? Um, thank you. So, um, uh, Joy, can you mute you for me? Okay, all right, so, um like Terry was about um, saying the how to get into tech. First, you have to you you might need to. So there is tech Twitter, for instance. In as much as it's not a domain in Twitter world, but there's just there's actually something as tech Twitter, and you see yourself that everything people are tweeting is about tech, and you get to learn about tech and the only way you achieve this is by following people in tech. He already mentioned a bunch of people. Mention follow follow people. There is Prosper. There is uh, Oroloa. There is uh, Gift Tegrinu, Laura Gift, uh, Mark Essen. All of them. When you follow these people, you start seeing other people to follow as well. This is one, and this is because they always really uh, push content. They uh, push out. Um, uh, announcements for inter uh, internship or maybe some kind of bootcamp. That's one. But before that, it's good to identify with a community. If you can go to one place, I know for sure is CC Hub. If you go to CC Hub, you are going to see different kind of people doing different kind of thing. 
things, approach somebody, ask, um, what, what are you doing? How does this work? Also go online and research on different aspects of tech. Okay, now you've heard about technical writing and you believe that it's something that might interest you. Yeah, good. Technical writing is, is, is very, very cool. It sounds cool. It comes with its own um, difficulties too. But then anybody that enjoys writing can do it. There are still a bunch of other things there. So before you make your decision, try and get to know about them. There is um, product design. There is product management. There is UI UX which some people mistake with product design sometimes, but sometimes product designers are also UI UX, but not necessarily the same. There is um, data science. Um, there is QA, manual testers, people that what they do is they get the specifications of com uh, definition of, of done. They call it DOD, definition of done. What this means is, uh, some call it acceptance criteria, actually, what it means for a feature to be complete. And then you install the app on your phone and test it to make sure that it does everything it should be doing. That's manual testers. Then most manual testers proceed to being automa um, um, automa automated testers where you now write code that actually runs some of these tests that you also do manually. They are all aspects of tech that you don't have to really write code to, to, to do. But you have to really identify which of them intrigues you the most. For a start, at the end of the day, you see yourself doing up to three, four because there are so many, they are uncountable, honestly. Um, number of things you can do in tech, but you have to find out one that speaks to you. So your next question about what technical writing is. Technical writing is is not any special kind of, um, it's not different from every other kind of writing. It's just that this one, it has to be technical. And what is technical? You're talking about techniques. That's simply the, my understanding of technical writing. So if you are writing, uh, like we mentioned earlier, it can be documentations of a particular project. And these things are very technical that it's you are looking at what you are writing is practical. Yeah, I think that's the word I'm looking for. Um, it's very, it's practical and you are able to, you are trying to make someone that does not know it as much as you do understand it. And as you are writing about it, you are still researching and getting more things about it. So why technical writing is very important in tech is because there are always things to write about. There are always, it's not like news or blog or it's not like a news blog or fashion blog. I mean, it's, I think it's just like fashion blog too. Just that there you write all about fashion trends, something like that. But here you're writing things about tech. And it could be in form of documentation, it could be in form of tutorials, it could be in form of um, uh, affirming what something has written. Like you can practically write about just about anything. And Terry was saying something about style guides. Yes, I forgot to mention that style guide is very, very important because every, but that, then that is when you start writing for organizations, right? Every, every organization have a style guide there's a way, and this style guide is just a just a buzzword, if you ask me. It's just a way of doing things. It's culture. In every organization, in every industry, in every family, in every friendship, there's culture. There's a way we do things. So, for instance, um, um, let's say you are writing an article, 
zum Beispiel, um, for, for example, you want to write an, uh, an article about ABC and that has is a practical thing. Maybe you write how to write a particular piece of code. First, there is an introduction. Second, there is code snippets. Third, there is steps to um, code snippet of the bad ones. Some people want to show the bad, don't do. And then next, what you should do. Or if you want to go further, what you can do next. So people usually have style guides. And uh, and this is something that they will always tell you. The first time I, I, uh, I, 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 I chatted with a Smashing Magazine, they gave me their style guide. You just have to now tailor your writing to suit their style guide. Yeah, so. Thank you so much, Chidima. Thank you so much for that. Um, obviously, there's, there's, we can't take all of the sessions because we want to keep this just within one hour. So far, so good. We've talked about software engineering. We've talked about cybersecurity. We've talked about tech writing. And that's because we have people in these spaces um, who are on this um, session. And I mean, there's just a whole lot to do in tech, to be honest. Like, I was having a conversation today, even from the media angle, it's just a whole lot. There's just a whole lot to do, to be honest. So you can't even say you don't know. Um, you don't know where to play. Okay, there's definitely something for you. So like I said, we don't have all of the all of the time to spend on this call. Um, but it's been so great having um, Chidima, Terry, and Kenji talk to us. Definitely um, going into their DMs to schedule a special session for their skill where they can actually come to talk to us, like give us in-depth information, okay, on how we can actually play in their various spaces. Next week, Kenji is going to be talking to us about cybersecurity, understanding the basics of cybersecurity and how to actually get into that space, all right? Now, one interesting thing that Chidima mentioned about how to get started in tech is by joining communities. And that's one of the things that, um, in fact, that's at, that's at the heart of what we do at More Techies. You know, we've built a community where we want um, people who are moving into tech to come in, get a soft landing, and even excel in technology. So if you look at your screen, you're going to see that we put um, a link up there. That's the link to... Um, to join the community it's actually a telegram group so you have to have telegram installed on your mobile phone for you to join so the first thing you're going to see is a form that you fill and then you are, it, it directs you to join the, the telegram group you actually see a link where you click to join telegram group so please do well to join telegram group because we share a whole lot more um, there is a link on tech writing that Chidima has shared with me and i have already put it there in the in the community so Feel free to join the community and learn more, all right? Thank you so much once again, Chidima. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, um, Kende. I'm definitely coming to your DMs to schedule a time when you're going to have to um, have a session here with us on um, on Clubhouse, okay? Um, I don't know, does anybody have any, you know, question or any addition that will not pass two minutes before we go? Because we pretty much have six uh, minutes left. Does anybody have any question? Just before we go, I'll give a shout out to Tominsi, um, Adewale, Oluwafemi, Blessing, Mrs. Shale, and um, Antifoma. Thank you so much for Mrs. Shehi, not Mrs. Shale. <laughs> Mrs. Shehi. <laughs> Mrs. Shehi, Kay, Peters. <laughs> Thank you so much for 
joining um our session tonight and do remember that we have another session next week like i mentioned we came day and on this note i'm going to say good night to everyone since we do not have any other questions thank you so much and i'll see you next week Thank you.